0: Welcome to The Naked Truth, real talk about West Coast Swing. I'm Deborah,
1: And I'm Eric. And today we are going to tackle the subject of judging. That's right. The topic everybody talks about in private. We're going to be talking about in public, more or less. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're talking in private and we will share it with the public. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, Uh, it comes up a lot. It comes up frequently, especially I find as our scene has become, I think, increasingly competitive. Um, and there are more events doing more competitions. And so there's just more people out there who are subject to lots of different kinds of judging that are happening out there in different contests and, and it matters. And we're going to talk about, um, you know, what, what judging is and what it takes to judge what's involved And how it impacts both us as individuals, as well as the scene in general. Exactly. So let's start with, you know, what, what it really kind of takes and what it involves. And you, Deborah, are of course a very experienced judge. Um, and I'm wondering in your view, what, what does it take to be an effective or good judge?
0: Um, well, I think lots of things come into account. Uh, first off, experience in order to acquire knowledge is through experience. Um, having the ability to make, uh, decisions quickly, especially when you're watching prelims, uh, for Jack and Jill, um, and Strictly Swings. Right. Uh, and, and when I say quickly, I mean, you have about, if you're lucky, three seconds to look at each couple as you're, uh, walking around or standing on the stage, whatever it is you do. I like to walk around when I'm judging um, <clears throat> to get different uh, perspectives. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, and I think um, the other thing about judging that I, I think is important is judges need to have the ability to stand by or behind um, their scores. Uh, and I find that it's hard to do that these days because there's a lot of events where They'll show you the judges at the event who they are, but then once, but once you go online, um, the judges' names are, are the judges' names are there. Except it doesn't tell you which judge puts you where.
1: Right, and this is um, like one of my biggest pet peeves. If mine I could, too. If I could change one thing about like events, at a minimum, just show judges' names. Like, why aren't they? Why are we hiding who gave what score? Um, And honestly, the scores are, are, for me as a competitor, I find the scores rather worthless if I don't know who gave them. Because generally, I look at scores and I can see, oh, like Deborah, and I know what Deborah's looking for in a dance. And Mm -hmm. then I can see how you place me and I can get a sense Mm of, you know, your values and what what kind of dance I created. Right? Right. But without knowing who gave what score, then it's just a bunch of numbers. It doesn't really tell me, like, what might have gone well, what might not have.
0: And it's also hard to... Uh, decipher if a, if a judge is consistent. Yes. Um, I'm a pretty consistent judge. You can go back to all everything I've, you know, ever scored, and I'm pretty consistent in where I put placements. And and I will always stand behind uh, my scores. And I and I, I almost remember everyone. I remember people's numbers. I, I make mental mental notes. And and every every judge has a different way of judging. There are some judges who do. Um, raw score when they're Mm -hmm. doing prelims and, and finals. Um, and I do like a, a check plus and minus, um, Mm -hmm. system, which works really well for me. Um, but I don't like it that judges, you can't see their names after the event is over. Yeah. which, Which is why I think a lot of people, you know, now take pictures of, um, the scores, So they can remember who gave them what and pay attention to the next, you know, event. Um, so I think it's important too for judges to look. We have, we have this thing going on now in in the, in the swing community where you can be an apprentice Mm -hmm. judge. Um, and I'm not saying there aren't people who do this apprenticeship that naturally have a good eye for uh, judging. Cause that does happen. Um, but in general, the best way to have a good eye is through experience. And when you experience something, you have a better understanding of what you're judging. Right. Um, so this is not like, you know, a math equation where two plus two equals four. Yeah. There are so many things that come into account when it comes, um, to dancing. And, um, so, that whole judging apprentice thing makes me a little batty.
1: (laughs) Well, I, I, cause I apprenticed under Angel Figueroa and Mm -hmm. I did that a few times. And what I think is great about the apprentice program or the apprenticeship idea is it's a place to start. Sure. Where you're not just jumping in without any experience or guidance. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I did it with angel and then I did it locally with Kelly, um, you know, you get direction before the contest of mm-hmm. these things like you talked about. We'll talk more about like checks, you know, raw placement, ABC, mm-hmm. one, two, three, whatever, pe- whatever method people use. Um, mm-hmm. So you get some guidance on that. You get sent out into the wild where you do get that experience, right? You try applying whatever they told you. Right. Things go well. Things don't go well. And then afterwards, mm-hmm. somebody sits down with you and says, okay, like what did you learn from this? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and what did you experience and gives you feedback? So to that extent, that was really helpful for me with angel. I would, he sat down with me at the beginning of the weekend, said, here's how to do it. The end of the weekend, mm. like Sunday night, we have dinner. We talk about how it went, all of these things. Um, and mm-hmm. I did that with him a, at least a couple, two or three times. Um, sure. and of course, angel is amazing. Um, yes, like agreed. he's an amazing judge. He has an amazing eye. He's really organized yeah. as a teacher mentor. He's really clear and, and direct. Agreed. Um, mm-hmm. so I got a lot out of that experience and same with Kelly, like Kelly being available, mm-hmm. even though I'd had some experience judging for her to sit down with me and say, okay, let's look at your scores. And you know, this score was a little different from everybody else. Why, you know, where, what were you seeing and to be able to talk about it and, and both Kelly and Angel The lesson that I got from them about judging is, and this goes to your point, um, about consistency is it doesn't matter whether you're in line with everybody else. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think
1: some people look at judges scores and they see like one judge who's different from everyone else. That's not a problem because we have a diversity of perspectives in the stands. And honestly, unless it's a spotlight, not everybody's seeing the same part of every dance. I agree. So like there are times where you may see somebody off time and I saw them when they were totally on time and you're going to put them lower and low and I'm going to put them high. But what's important is, is that among all of your scores as a judge, there's consistency. So yes. if you're an outlier, I should be able to either see in your scores or talk to you about your scores. And you should be able to tell me what you're judging on, what are your values or what are your principles that determine your pattern of scoring. And so for Angel and Kelly, um, it was, you know, whatever your scores are, you need to be able to justify them. You need to be able to say why you gave this score to this couple. Um,
0: you have to explain it.
1: Yes. And, well, I'm going to
0: tell you that there are a lot of judges that can't do that.
1: I would not be surprised. <clears throat>
0: um,
1: um, it, it, I agree with you that, that having that set of values or knowing your own uh, sort of priority list, like criteria or checklist, mm-hmm. whatever it is you're looking for mm-hmm. um, should be clear to you as a judge going into the contest.
0: We do have a lot of outliers though. I mean, we do. Yep. Yeah, I haven't, you know, at Boogie, I saw some of the scores and I was like, well, hello. What is, you know, <laughs> what, what were you watching? What were you looking at? Um, I will say too, that we have judges who judge based on, political agenda rather than what's right. Yes. Um, Or, or, or um, personal, you know, there are some judges that, you know, may not get along with a specific competitor or professional, however you want to do it. And they will hold that against them. I've seen it. Um, And uh, I, 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 you know what? I never do that. If I, you, you could be the worst person to me. But if you deserve first, second, third, whatever, you'll always get that placement from me. My personal feelings towards you never come into account in my judging. However, it happens a lot, right? In our community, it's unfortunate too. Well, I should be able to put that aside.
1: Yeah, and I think what you're great about, and I know some others who are too, um, is recognizing your own biases. So you know. I agree with you that in terms of judging skills, um, certainly quick decision making, you know, being able to assess and diagnose quickly, um, mm-hmm. being able to observe, knowing your values. But mm-hmm. there's also this component of knowing that, A, what you're doing as a judge is inherently subjective and biased. Yes. Right. Like mm-hmm. two judges can see the exact same things and have totally different conclusions about whether they're quote good or bad. Sure. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But the system <clears throat> is biased in just like the fact that humans are evaluating others. But there's also just inherent biases. Like we are drawn to things that we like aesthetically. We are drawn to, to your right. point, people we like or don't like. Or if right. somebody's wearing a shirt that you don't like or shoes that you don't like. And that's when students say to me, like, well, why do I have to wear dance shoes, blah, blah, blah. And I give them the whole reason why they should be wearing dance shoes anyway Mm -hmm. because they're dancers but more Mm -hmm. importantly i'm like don't give the judges any reason to say no or to not like you or to look at you in a negative light because there are inherent biases in what we're doing here and there's everything from like all the um cognitive biases right so Mm -hmm. there's you know uh confirmation bias like well i i don't think you're a good dancer so i'm gonna look and look for reasons to say you're not a good dancer right right there's like the um the past effect of, well, I've seen your dancing before, and so that's going to anchor my opinion of your dancing this time. There's so many... should never right. But right. I don't think um, judges are aware of those inherent cognitive biases, let alone their personal biases.
0: Do you think they're not aware or they just don't care because i I don't know if I can believe that statement because I'm aware that I could be biased. That's a choice. sure. i I choose not to be biased because it's important. This is, I take my judging very seriously, mm-hmm. even though we don't get paid enough right. to do it. Um, but I leave my biases aside always. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's a choice. People who use their biases because they're angry or they feel slighted or they like this person better than the other. Um, or like I've, I've had, you know, judges, judges, you know, come up to me as a professional. Now, now I'm a professional, which means I get a little bit more carte blanche because, mm-hmm. you know, I've paid all my dues, Right. you know, and I'll have, you know, judges come up to me and say, you know, I really don't appreciate, you know, or I don't like that you're wearing boots yet. They won't dock other pros that wear boots. They'll just right. do it to me. You know, they'll, they'll make, they'll make an exception for others, but use an example. They'll use me sure. as an example, um, which has happened a lot in my, in my career. Um, you, you shouldn't do this, Deborah, you can't do that, Deborah, but yet someone else does it and it's a okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that annoys me because I I would never do that to someone else when I'm judging. I have a standard and, and I tell everyone, I don't want you, um, to wear boots because you can't use your feet properly the way the professionals can. We've worked our feet in the proper footwear, which gives us the the uh, the right to wear whatever we want until right. you master you know your footwork and all that stuff then you can put you know boots on i tell everyone that it's not like i single out one person in one division everyone i said that to everyone um so i think you know you know and obviously how do you how do you police bias you, right. i mean if you if you pay attention to scores you can, but you got to really pay attention and, and keep all the scores, you know, from each event and put everyone's name, you know, in like a, a spread Excel sheet and you can see who stick kind of stays and yep. who, you know, who doesn't, um, but so much work. I mean, who's gonna, who's going to do that?
1: Well, and that's, that's a bigger issue mm-hmm. that there is no sort of quote unquote governing body over judging, judging, right. That oversees. Um, mm-hmm. judges, it's up to each event director and or chief judge to hire right. and decide. Um, and one of the things I really love about Angel, and him as a chief judge, well, one, he runs contests on time. Um, right. And his judge his judges meeting is always the same where he tells yeah. you, like, you will be in the ballroom five minutes beforehand, just say hello. And mm-hmm. if you're not there, I'm going to call an alternate. And right. then he always does his every dog has its day, which is right to your mm-hmm. point, right? About right. biases, like you, right. he's like, you all work with these people, you coach them, you teach them, you're maybe friends with right. them, you need to see them today, the way they're performing right. in this contest. So he's but it doesn't great matter about that calling he out, says out the biases.
0: That. Right. It, it doesn't matter that he says that. I love that That's he true. says it. But there are just some judges that I mean, I've had I've, heard, of course, we're not gonna drop any names, because I don't want to call anybody sure. out. But I, I've heard judges specifically say, if that couple's dancing, they'll always get first from me. Yeah. And that is not okay. Uh, absolutely not. You know, not okay.
1: Yeah. Well, and again, in terms of, of policing it, I think um, so, one of the things that Angel does in terms of preempting certain kinds of biases mm-hmm. is when he can, based on his staff, he will avoid putting two people from the same partnership on a panel at a time.
0: Correct. Right. right.
1: Which right. granted, not every partnership is going to judge the exact same way, but they're more likely to, right? They're more oh no, likely God, to. no.
0: Me and Cordoba were never the same. <laughs> when we yeah. We're never. Yeah.
1: But there are a lot, we of, ever... a lot of, a lot of partnerships where their views of the dance or what they're looking for, their values are going to be closely aligned. And so I think sure. that's a great way to at least ensure that there's a variety of perspectives. Um, mm-hmm. you know, does it rule out personal biases? No. Although I think chief judges should be looking at, at their j- judges scores and mm-hmm. keeping an eye on that. Um, mm-hmm. especially at the end of the weekend about m- making decisions, whether to hire somebody for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but
0: remember, cause we talked about this in you know, professionalism, if that, if that is the case, they need to go to that judge and speak to them first before they make a decision sure. yes. and allow them to defend themselves.
1: Yeah. Well, it doesn't happen. A I've, lot. I've, uh, I heard a story and again, I won't use names cause I don't want to put anybody on the spot. Right. Um, but there was, uh, a judge from the Northeast who was at an event in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and she judged the contest. However, submitted her scores And the event director came over and said, um, so I looked at your scores and, um, I think you should reconsider. Mm. (laughs) And at this event, and I competed at this event and was Mm kind of subject to this, uh, people from Texas tended to do a lot better.
0: Yeah. 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 That's true. Regardless of their
1: dancing. That's very true. And so there, here's a case of, of an event director, a chief judge, approaching a judge, but like for the wrong reason, right. right? We need them to approach for the right reason to say like, your scores are off, but in a way that I can't tell the pattern. Can you tell me what you're looking for or what you're judging or what you're exactly. seeing to explain your scores? And if it they can do fast. that, then you can hire them again. But if they Agreed. can't, like you said, there's sometimes we were talking about this at Boogie where we looked at some scores and I was like- I I just can't imagine what you were seeing that would lead Mm -hmm. to you giving that couple that score.
0: You know, and the other thing too is like, um, judges have this thing, some judges where, where they sit there, especially when it's a, when it's spotlight, say classic showcase spotlight, Jack and Jill spotlight, Jack and, uh, uh, strictly swing. Um, and the judges will sit there with like a puss on their face, like impress me. And when I judge, I'm always smiling and, and you know, giving good energy to the to the competitors. I think that's really important mm-hmm. because it shows that not only do you care about your job, but you care about those people that are out on the floor. And, you know, when I see judges sitting there with like that look on their face, like impress me, I'm like, you know what? You shouldn't be sitting there then because it looks like you don't like your job. You need to get up and and recuse yourself. And ask someone to someone else um, to judge because you're sitting there judging, you're not on that dance floor competing, because that takes a lot of balls, excuse my French, yeah, to get on that floor. Right. So, so you're gonna sit there and judge it. You better show that you're, you know, in it and you're you're excited to see them get out on the floor. And usually those judges that have pusses on their face are usually the judges that really don't judge well, mm-hmm. honestly.
1: They're just trying to show that they look like they're judging that kind of thing. I don't, I don't, I don't even know
0: why they, they sit there, you know, like that. Not so. How could you not smile? Like this is something that you would obviously you're judging because you're not dancing in this division. Sure. Right. So, but I'm sure you dance throughout the year. There are some judges like myself who I still compete on the circuit. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I'm sitting there as a judge, I know what it's like to be a competitor. So I want those competitors to feel good energy sure. from me, not like negative, like, you know, impress me, right. You know, let me see you pull a rabbit out of your ass. Yeah, excuse yeah. my French.
1: Well, so, I will. I'm i guilty of the, of the scowl. That's just kind of my resting face is a scowl. Um, okay. but it's, it's my thinking face, right. Mm-hmm. Cause we're trying to do that quick assessment. I'm like mm-hmm. really looking and trying to assess that said, if I see dancing, I like, I am like all smiles, mm-hmm. you know, all for it. Um, that's not gonna be every dance where I'm gonna be like,
0: well, no, that was I, great.
1: Because <laughs> I don't think every dance is great.
0: I get that. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is like, so when whenever they call out the couple, doesn't matter what division it is, mm-hmm. whenever they call out the couple and I'm judging, I clap them mm-hmm. on. And when the when the whatever it is routine, strictly jack and Jill, I make sure, you know, I clap to right. let them know I, I you know I appreciate it. I'm not gonna say that there are times I sit there. And I don't scowl, but you can see that I'm, I'm annoyed because I feel <laughs> like, because I feel like it's more, and it's more during Jack and Jill and Strictly Swing. Mm-hmm. I'm annoyed because I feel like they're not dancing together with each other. Right. And they're, they're trying to, you know, up, upmanship, one upmanship, the other, you know, the other, right. instead of be, being, you know, a team, uh, a team, uh, uh, partnership. Right. So that's when I start to get like annoyed. hmm. And I'm like, why are you guys doing this? You're supposed to be working together. Stop, stop, stop. Right. And I me so mad. Um, and you can ask a lot of competitors and a lot of professionals. They love when I'm sitting on the panel because they'll, they'll, they'll know to make eye contact with me because they'll know I'm smiling. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm giving them, you know, good energy. So, you know, at Boogie, I wasn't judging, you know, Classic or Showcase. Right. Uh, and you know, competitors came up to me and they said, are you judging tonight? And I was like, no. And they're like, oh, why not? And I was like, well, I'm not judging this week and it's okay. They're like, but we want to look at you and who are we going to look at now? And I was like, I don't know. You'll find someone, (laughs) Uh, you know? Um, so I I think that, you know, that's important in judging. Like, you know, judges need to recognize that, that people rely on us, like to be objective, but to be kind and smiling and be present. Right. And sometimes it doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. It's unfortunate. Although I think getting back to what you just said, if people expect judges to be objective, they're kidding themselves. Um, I, yeah. it's inherently but, subjective.
0: But, <laughs> but again, like, I think that's a choice. I think it's a, you, 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 we have the ability because we're smart, hopefully mm-hmm. to, to say to ourselves as judges, clean slate, Right? I'm going to judge guess. you based on what you do today, not what you did last weekend Correct. or two weekends before.
1: Or what you said to me yesterday or, right. before, or what you're wearing. Right. I'm going to watch the, the, the and, dancing.
0: And the only time you can judge based on what someone's wearing is if, if, is if it becomes a distraction right. that it takes away right. from the dance, right? But if they're wearing boots and they're dancing well in them. Okay, then they're don't don't say I don't like that. You're wearing boots. It's my (laughs) right. It's not fair, right? Yeah, but there are judges that say that but yet for someone else it's okay for them and they'll put them in first place. It's it's ridiculous. If you're going to say something stand by it from beginning to end at every event Right,
1: as opposed to multiple or just double or multiple standards, right? It's okay for you to wear boots, but not you.
0: You're right. Like yeah. my standards stay the same, the same, no matter where I go. Right. It doesn't Nobody matter where
1: I I agree with you. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> but what I'm saying is, as that if you do well in them. Correct. I'm not going to dock you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the difference. And, and of course we cannot, it doesn't matter what type of judging certification people go through. Mm-hmm. You can't, again, you can't teach that. That's a choice. Yeah. People choose to be biased. People choose to hold grudges. That's a choice. I choose not to do that because I don't want people to do that to me.
1: I agree. I do think it would be helpful for those interested in or, or mm-hmm. training to be judges, whether they're doing an apprenticeship mm-hmm. program or some local, you know, next gen has next generation sweet dance club has an apprenticeship program for judges Um that I feel like that should be a more, Important and explicit component of any training. Sure. Is to, um, while you're working with the person, you know, the apprentice, every time you sit down with scores, be like, what? What did you see? What did you see? But also, did you find yourself being biased by anything? Like, just increase awareness of that so that when you're on the floor, I mean, I agree with you. I think some people are aware of certain biases, but I think. There are lots of biases that go kind of unnoticed or unprocessed in the judging process. And I'm so not talking about if you, if you about... ask that
0: question, you'll make them more aware of it. Right.
1: Right. Okay. I think part of the the training should be that you become more aware of your biases. And mm-hmm. again, there are preferential biases in terms of mm-hmm. who you like or dressing, you know, or patterns or whatever. But then there's mm-hmm. also cognitive biases of just like we are inherently biased by what we see or what we have seen in the past and raising awareness of that I think can really help up and coming judges to Mm -hmm. be more conscious and mindful of making that choice. I can't say they will always choose wisely, but I think it's an important part of, of being a judge is, is being mindful of your biases and then choosing, you know, to, to account for those in your scores.
0: Right. I think we have judges too. Like if we talk about classical showcase that, It's happened to me and, and several others where judges will be like, well, I didn't really like your costume or your costume was a little bit too, you know, see through, or you had a pink streak in your hair. And, you know, when we're doing classical showcase, this is a show, it's a show and not just a competition. So makeup is important and your costume is important. It's about the whole, it's about the whole package. Mm -hmm. And, And again, you get docked for it, but yet someone else doing the same thing or in that same box of things that you, you've done, right. they don't get docked for it. And uh, that's a problem because because now, now we have to worry about, well, did I pick the right costume? Right. Am I going to annoy a judge? If I put a pink streak in my hair, am I going to get docked? Because yeah. I did. I mean, it, it doesn't seem logical aren't aren't we i mean it's the show and the presentation right Mm -hmm. it has to we do things according to what the music is but we should also be judging based on the dancing so if i if i come to a judge and ask them you know their opinion and and their first reaction is to say well your costume was a little bit too see-through or or you you had a pink streak on your head now now i'm like are you kidding me is that what you were paying attention to like that was part of the whole package of the uh, you know the song match the costume all of that stuff so you know again how do you teach that i mean the fact that you don't understand that that's you shouldn't be judging based on that like i said unless it's a distraction that it takes away from the movement of what the couple is doing that shouldn't be you know come into account into your judging
1: well do you think there's a line where so for instance a costume that's see-through That can be distracting in a way that can seem either A, inappropriate, or B, detract from the artistry that they're trying to present. Like, do you think there's a line of inappropriateness?
0: All right, look, if we talk about ballroom, their costumes are so (laughs) risque, okay? And not inappropriate. They're risque, period. End of story. Mm -hmm. The only time for me it's inappropriate is when that costume is on a young child. Mm -hmm. Other than that, we're adults. We're, 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 you know, we're performing. This is part of the dance. Like, if I, if I, if it's see through, but I don't really see anything. It just leaves, you know, more to the imagination. Right. Then, so what? Mm-hmm. That only just leads me to believe that now the judge that's sitting there, that's making that comment, has a problem because they can't wear that costume. Right. So that annoys me. Like I said, if we talk about ballroom, and their costumes are, you know, beautiful and. And risque and sexy, like sexy. Mm-hmm. And and we're gonna we're gonna dock somebody because they're wearing a sexy costume. Uh, uh, hello. Yeah. I'm I'm above the age of of you know 18. I can wear whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't be you know docked for it. Yeah. it. It makes you uncomfortable. Maybe we should talk about that. Why it makes you uncomfortable? You're not wearing it. <laughs> you don't have to wear it. Right. The competitor's wearing it. Yeah. Shouldn't be judging them based on that. If I don't see anything provocative, if I don't see a nipple and I don't see a jJ and I don't see, you know, <laughs> his nuts, then we're good. Sure. Just because there's, you know, it leaves more to the imagination. Is re- you know, it shouldn't be judged on. Right. Stop it.
1: So let's back up a little bit. Um, you mentioned sure. earlier how you... Judge using checks. Um, and I right. was taught raw score. I also use the like ABC123 method. Um, let's talk about how you actually judge. So one is the, the method that you use. So if you can talk about the check, the other is like when you're actually watching the floor. Let's start with the method. So what's the check that system that you use?
0: So basically I'll do between one and five checks depending on all the couples, like the level degree of difficulty, what they've done, you know, how each couple comes out. And, and I compare, and I go, well, did, did they have, did they have better technique than this? Couple? Like this all goes on in my head. This is why it's so hard to teach mm-hmm. judging. Cause the things that go on in my head are, are a, a big, huge conversation in three seconds, but I, I assess everything. Right. right? So um, then, then there's the, the checks with the pluses and minuses and I'll add more pluses depending on, um, technique, degree of difficulty, uh, costume, depending on what I'm judging or minuses glitches, you know, that, ha- that has happened. Uh, this is why to me like raw score. Um, so somebody dances two say two couples dance and you give them an 85 and then you give the other couple an 87. Well, what does that mean? Two couples dance. I give them three checks plus and a minus next couple dances four checks and a plus that says a lot. Mm -hmm. And I can explain to you uh, what that means. It's hard to explain like what goes on in my head exactly, but timing teamwork technique, right? Mm -hmm. Presentation um, degree of difficulty, Mm -hmm. like what they've done. Like I compare degree of difficulty and, and mind you, that's the other thing that that I've heard judges say. They'll look at a showcase couple, they'll look at two two showcase couples, and because one couple made the lifts look easy, which is what, that's what their job is, they're supposed to make it look flawless, they thought that their degree of difficulty was low, Mm. which means that leads me to believe that you don't know lifts, because if you did, you'd understand not only is it my job to make the lifts look easy, right, but it's, it's it. you should be able to tell the degree of difficulty, even though I made it look easy. Right. Right. So I take that into account um, as well. And then uh, I really don't judge um, music unless it's unless it's confusing, meaning it's hard to pull the audience in. So, so the object as as a classic and showcase couple is. You might pick a song that nobody likes. But if you have the ability to make people like that song, then you've done the right thing. But if you pick a song that nobody likes and still you confuse um, people. So perfect example, I'm going to use Jordan and Tatiana. I remember the year that they did pump it, Mm -hmm. which was an amazing freaking routine, crazy, amazing. And they asked me, Deborah, can you come downstairs? I'm like, just, just look at our routine, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, sure. I was like, let me hear the music first. And they let me hear the music. And my first instinct when I said to them, I said, I don't know. I'm not sure if I like the song, but let's do this. Why don't you dance it? Because you could completely change my mind. Mm -hmm. Right. And they danced it. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this song. Right. Right. So so it's all about, you know, having the ability to pick a song that might or might not fly, but make it fly. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I'll, I'll, I really, I'll only judge on music if like they, they, di- they couldn't convince me that this was a good song. Right. They have to convince me with the choreography. And then again, costume, really not so much unless it's distracting. That doesn't happen. And then, you know, Jack and Jill and Strictly Swing, timing, teamwork, uh, technique, uh, straight legs as of, as opposed to bent legs. Mm-hmm. Are you always dancing in your knees bent? You have are you are you hunched over? Do you have bad posture? Do you have good posture? Are you dancing by yourself or dancing with your partner? Are you musical or not musical? I mean, there's so many things that come into account, and you have to assess that in three seconds right. when you're doing prelims. Finals is much easier, right? And I compare each couple that goes. The first couple will go, and and they might have been great, so I'll give them three checks. Say so, like really amazing, right. three checks. And then couple number two will go, and and they're better. Teamwork-wise, connection-wise, musicality-wise. So now I'll give them three checks with a plus, and then the third couple will go, and they're amazing. Like their their team timing, teamwork, technique, musicality, everything, connection was spot on. So they're better than the second couple, better than the first couples. So now I might give them four checks, and that's how I go about. I keep comparing because I remember every couple right. that went, and so, that's how I judge.
1: So I'm trying to because I, I like the idea of having like checks that are kind of your your fundamental score and then like using pluses and minuses to adjust it so are the the checks like those those elements the time and technique teamwork difficulty etc and then you're plus or minusing when like there's something that really catches your eye or like you know in a good way or bad way is that how you're using the pluses and minuses because i'm trying to understand how why would a couple be a three plus versus four checks do you well do you know how you distinguish between those yeah
0: yeah 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 totally well, obviously it's, it's not, it's not their fault that they got the song that they got right when they're doing Jack and Joel strictly Sing. Sure. however, I, I judge based on what did you do to that song and what did they do to this? Their choices, they made better choices mm-hmm. with the music, which is why they would get a check because their timing, teamwork and technique technique was still there, gotcha. but this couple made better choices with the song that they were given.
1: So the like musicality slash choreography component was stronger. So they get a whole check yes. as opposed to a plus. Right. Okay. Interesting. Right. So I learned the, um, I did learn the raw score, right. Where you kind of mm-hmm. like scan the crowd. Your middle is like an eight or an eight five, however mm-hmm. you want to do it. And then you, you deviate from there. And I've, I've adapted that raw score. I use that, especially when there's heated format. Cause I, that way I can go back and compare. Um, and, uh, So I'll use it. I'm like, if you if you don't have those fundamentals, timing, technique, teamwork, you're
0: Mm -hmm. getting
1: like a six range. If you have some technique, but at least some partnership, I'll give you a seven. If I think you're Mm -hmm. a pretty good couple, you're going to be in the eight range. And if you're like somebody, I definitely want in finals nine plus. Gotcha. So I I sort of do it that way, and I will. I also use pluses and minuses to like distinguish. Yeah. So like, I've given you a score, and if I'm going back through and I see something you like, I'm adding a plus and being like just reminder they did that thing. And -hmm. that, that little plus will remind me visually like what happened when I view my scores. Right. Um, for finals, I use the, the, like the one, two, three. So I'm like, are you top tier, bottom tier, middle tier? Cause let's face it. When we're watching like a heated finals, you Mm -hmm. pretty much know who like your top couples are like two or three. And you know, your bottom two or three, and then everybody else fits in what Angel calls the bubble in the middle. Uh, that's where everybody else will fall is in the middle. So, uh, and then I'm using a combination of, you know, you're a two, but you're, I'll add the pluses and the minuses. So I'm, I feel like I'm almost a hybrid of what you do and the raw score. Cause I like using plus and minus to denote things I really like or things that I didn't like as a way of distinguishing couples. Um, and I think that's important too, for people to know that when most people know this who compete, but when you're doing prelims, the chief judge tells you a certain number to call back. Yep. Right. So you look at everybody, but at the end of the day, you have to pick the whatever 12, 20, 30, 40 that you need to call back And to your mm-hmm. point about how much time you have. I think Kelly says she has in a, in a standard novice division, she has six seconds to look at you, assess you, find mm-hmm. your number, find your number on her scoring sheet and give you a score <laughs> that all has to happen in six seconds, um, which is something
0: you can't teach. No, it's just how it's it's how your brain works. Yeah, and honestly,
1: I'll, I'll admit that. When fortunately, I judge local contests here, so I have some practice. But when I go a long period between judging, like if it's mm-hmm. been several months, that first song is like my brain readjusting to right. get up to speed. Um, right, like. People like you who I, I now understand, well, I understand how you can do it so quickly because you're really good at, at diagnosing really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. But people who do it more often, I think are, are better positioned to be better judges because you're flexing that muscle more often.
0: Oh, great. It's like, anything, develop else. It. Yeah. Right. Um, it's
1: like anything else. Yeah. Right. But yeah, in finals, I like the way Brandy talks about it, where she says in prelims, I'm judging the dancer in finals. I'm judging the dance. Right. So sure. It's a, it's a different kind of beast mm-hmm. in terms of what we're looking for. Um, and I do think that uh, it, it, like you said, definitely better with practice um, right. and experience. Um, and there are plenty of people who have experience and yet somehow still haven't developed their eye. <laughs> like,
0: Well, and, that, and and, and, that's the thing. That's, that's my point. It's uh, This is where we come to where it's, you know, subjective. They, you know, again, it, it, you can't judge based on, Oh, I, I love the, I love when someone does attitude turns and, and then someone else goes, but I prefer not attitude and like turns in, in, you know, turns out passe. That's not, that's, it's not your decision. Right. Your decision is, did they do the attitude turns well, techn- mm-hmm. technically well, did they do the passe turns technically well? That's what you should be judging. Not the fact that you like one better than the other. That's not what you should be judging. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you're doing, you shouldn't be judging. That's it. You need to be judging what they're doing at that time, at that moment, and nothing else. I don't care what you did before. I don't care about that. I don't use that in my in my judging. If they ask me, if they say, Well, we we, we definitely did it better last weekend or we definitely did it better this weekend, I'll say yes, you did. But that didn't wasn't account, that didn't come into account when I was judging you. I judge you based on what you did this day and who you're going against and what they did too, in comparison to each other. Right. That's the important thing.
1: Yeah. One thing that I do find fascinating, um, when I was in grad school, I took a class on, on strategic HR and mm-hmm. performance management was one of the topics that I presented on and, and did research on. And when you look at performance management, um, There are lots of different ways of assessing people's performance, right? And when you're talking about performance management in a workplace, the goal of performance management, a lot of times people think of it when they get their performance appraisal, their performance evaluation, as a way of determining just their salary slash bonus, right? Like what money they're going to get. But done right, performance management is about improving performance. Correct. Like a boss is supposed to assess your performance in a way that's going to help you improve for the next cycle, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so there are lots of different ways of assessing performance. Um, One of those ways is ranking, ranking employees. So you're my top performer, you're my second best, etc, going all the way down to you're my worst performer. Mm -hmm. And that was used for a while in some companies until they realized just how competitive it made the environment. Right. And learning about that and thinking about dance and how we rank people. Right. It's like, no wonder that we are so competitive. I mean, there's all mm-hmm. sorts of other reasons too, but I feel like the system of judging is uh, facilitating that competitive nature because we're ranking people. We're saying you were, you were better than that person.
0: Except um, it doesn't come out that way. Usually the better dancers aren't ranked where they should be. Lately. Well,
1: so that's part of it. And yeah. the other thing is that, um, and we talked about this with Robert, like Sure. sometimes the people who place best were not that great and everybody right. else wasn't great either, but somebody well, had to get versa. first. Right. right. Um, but anyway, I think it's really interesting that the way we, we judge, um, kind of fosters that competitive side. The other thing too, that is really interesting, um, is there was a study done of managers In terms of evaluating the performance of their employees, and they had Mm -hmm. the same group of employees and they had a a group of managers evaluate them. They all were familiar with them. And what they found was that, like, I think I want to say it was 80 percent, 80 percent of the results were based on the manager, not the employee. Oh, boy right?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, and, yeah. and part
1: of it is the way we're evaluating. Um, right. So, but if you try to evaluate a, an employee's past performance or their, mm-hmm. their performance, as you understand it, more of the evaluation is reflective of the person evaluating than the actual person Isn't being evaluated. And the way that they uh, use that to, um I think it was Deloitte. Deloitte took that, that.
0: Deloitte and tush.
1: <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And they took that touche. Um tush. But uh, it's just fun to say, um, I know. but uh, they took that data and they changed their performance evaluation. Mm-hmm. Granted, we can't do this in dance, but mm-hmm. just because of that bias, they said, well, rather than evaluating employees on their past performance, they asked the managers questions like, what would you do with this employee moving forward? Like, mm-hmm. would you give, so by switching it to a forward looking one, they re- removed a lot of the bias, um, right? We can't do that in dance. You're judging exactly there, but I do find it interesting that a lot of times when we're evaluating others gets back to this bias issue, that it's a reflection of who we are, not necessarily the performance. So you can have yeah. two people judge the same dance and come up with different conclusions.
0: Yep. Which and, we have and All the time we do. And we have also, you know, we have lots of judging panels um, that have lots of bias on them. We also have lots of judging panels that are m- male-heavy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we'll have, you know, five males and two females. Um, and and men and women look at the dance a little bit differently. And they'll it'll always be uneven because we have odd number for judges. But it mm-hmm. should never be five and two. Right it should always be four and three or three and four as far as men, you know, women to men. Um, but, and I'm not saying that there's bias on the male side. There's bias on both sides. Sure. There are female judges that it doesn't matter what you do. They'll tell you to your face that you're a great dancer and they'll mark you low all the time. Um, and to me, that's, that's insecurity. That's being an insecure judge. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and, and, you know, male too, they'll say, you know, you're a great dancer, but they'll never judge you. Yeah. Um, well, so I, sometimes I take things at face value. I was like, ah, oh, they said I'm a great dancer, but look at their scores. Right. Uh, I mean, seriously. And what were you looking at exactly? Not to say that I'm amazing, you know, all the time, but this is, this is, it's, you know, happens consistently. It's the same judge that tells you how great you are. And it's the same judge that really puts you low. Right. It's like, don't you see, don't you get that? I can see your scores after you tell me that. Yeah. You know, so that's another problem.
1: What is, what's your take on in prelims, um, men judging like leaders, judging followers and followers, judging leaders.
0: I think it should be, uh, mixed. Yes. I don't think that. Yeah. So I don't think that. Yeah, I think there are a lot of
1: a lot of panels where I only see followers judging followers. Leaders,
0: oh, but yeah, I hate that.
1: And no. I'm like, but don't you want leaders to have a say as to whether yeah, no. that follower? It should be
0: mixed. It should be mixed. Yeah. Uh, also, I I noticed that it's very funny when 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 leaders judge leaders and followers judge followers. Followers do a pretty good job of putting good followers in, but leaders, I see the leaders that they put in, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Off time the whole time. Or, or a terrible leg action or, or flat footed mm-hmm. and they're straight through, you know, to the final. And, and that's the other thing that I've noticed too. There are a lot of judges who, if this is their student, regardless if they're good or not, they're getting in and not me.
1: I was going to say, that's funny. I probably judge my students harsher. Not
0: me. <laughs> I not me. And, and honestly, I, I don't like it when, uh, professionals will be like, well, that's my student they're, you're nobody's students, right? They might take more privates with you than anyone else, but they don't exclusively take lessons from you right. we take. Everybody takes lessons from everybody. So they're all of our students. Mm-hmm. What you should say is, oh, I've worked. They work with me too. Right. I've worked with everybody, but I don't claim them as my student. Yeah. And whoever I work with, they're not going to get in automatically because they paid me $150 for a private. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. And I, I'm not worried about me not putting them possibly in the final. They will still come back to me right. for a lesson. That's that. That's what I find too that judges do. They'll judge based on, well, are they taking lessons from me? I could kill us. You could yeah. never take a lesson from me and I'll, I'll put you in if you deserve it. I'll take you out if you don't. Right. That's it.
1: So there are, are some judges who want to see certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some cases, that's a bias. In other cases, there's just their definition of what good technique is. Right. There is variation in that. Um, I agree. And for better or worse, whatever it is, um, there is no standard for how the stance is done, right? It's not like ballroom where everybody should be doing they're like actually Cor- the exact same, which layer. is,
0: which is great. Right. I think that's great that we don't have that. And but so let's, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Well, I was going to say the challenge then is, you know, I sometimes laugh when, when judges say, well, I'm judging on timing, technique, and teamwork. Mm-hmm. And there's so many, with the exception of timing, I think we can pretty much all agree that you need to be on time and what that looks right. like. Of um, course. There's there's maybe subtlety at a more complex level, but in general, like step on the beat. Um, But uh, there is variation in what people are looking for in terms of technique, quote unquote, and even teamwork in terms of what they expect the partnership to look like.
0: All right. Well, let's before you before you go on, let's just let's just think about this logically. Mm -hmm. If the dancer throughout the whole song is dancing on bed legs, to me, that's not good technique in any dance. You know we don't walk like that, so we shouldn't dance like that. However, there are people that get through with being completely bent knee and yes. pigeon toed. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, when you're born pigeon toed, they take the bars and they try to open you up because that's not how we're meant right. uh, to be. So for me, that's that's a given. And if the, if they're if they're going through with bent legs, then 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 I'm like, seriously, is that is that what you think a good technique is? Because I mean, to me, that's logical. Now, where you place your hands, you know, some leaders teach to keep the hand a little higher than a little lower. Okay. To me, dancing is a series of adjustments. Like I'm going to adjust with a a follower if I'm tall, that's much shorter than I am than I am with a follower that's taller than I am. So I think there are certain things that are, there, there really are no absolutes in West Coast swing, right? Except maybe, you know. I, as a leader, I move back on one followers, move forward on one, but even that's not an absolute because how we move back is different with every leader. Some, some leaders move straight back. Some leaders move to, you know,
1: yeah,
0: right. So to me, the absolutes are stretch, Mm -hmm. right. Um, Timing. Hello. (laughs) Right. Right. You need that. Um,
1: We had, uh, just to interject one thing, we had Annie Hirsch here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bay Area a few years ago, and uh, I think Tom Paderno was was interviewing her. It was just like a fireside chat, and right. they asked Annie, you know, the Annie Hirsch, right? What makes swing swing? And she said three things: timing, timing, and timing. <laughs> so <laughs> people like say like, answer. is timing important? I'm like, yes. Annie yes. Hirsch said, what makes swing swing is timing, timing, and timing.
0: God, I think t- look, we're dancing. If you're not if you're not on time, I don't know what you're doing. Right. Timing's really important.
1: Yeah. We're supposed to be dancing to music. Right. And we all can hear when the beat is. You should, well, too. You think,
0: well, not everyone can. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're marching the to the
1: drummer of their own beat, whatever. Yeah. Beat yeah. of their own drum. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, looking for different things between judges. You know, I get that. But God, posture, good posture is good posture. And good leg action is good leg action. And good foot action is good foot action and more often than not people with bad leg action bad posture and bad foot action get into the final
1: oh absolutely at ah. all levels
0: <laughs> yes
1: um there's I, I I am a leader who is continuing to work on my leg action and posture but I see it in other leaders at higher levels of yes. bent legs all the time heads forward yeah. hunched yeah. um there are arm leads at the advanced level I just feel like you know what I just don't think you should be allowed out of intermediate if you have an arm lead. Like, let's just not let you out. I don't we're care happy. how many times you win. If you have an arm lead, we're going to be like, no, no, you're not ready. I My yeah. ideal competition would be all the judges dance with the competitors beforehand to sort them into their division. <laughs> and then you judge them. Like, see how they feel first. And then you can right, decide right. whether you're... <laughs> because, That's yeah. Fair. But so the other thing about the variation is that there's very even if there's agreement on what good technique is and what, um, proper timing is and teamwork Mm -hmm. judges can prioritize those differently. Right. So judges may be forgiving of poor technique if they see good teamwork
0: agreed or they see good musicality. I I agree. But, but how many times are we going to reward poor technique? Just because they're musically fantastic.
1: I am 100% with you, but that's not what I'm seeing. And I've heard some judges say, well, this is dancing. So I want to see dancing. I don't care how clean it is. Like if you're clean, but not dancing, I'm going to value the dancer who's less clean because but that's, that's a what lie. we're here to do.
0: That's a lie. And I'm going to tell you why it's a lie. <laughs> because more, more often than not in the champions division, the train wreck w- wins the train wreck wins or places Mm -hmm. and train wreck is poor technique poor timing poor communication it's poor everything it's a train wreck so that's a lie and i'm standing by that well
1: i think i mean i agree with you that it shouldn't win but i think there are judges who will prioritize the show especially at the higher levels right so showmanship becomes more important at those higher levels that if they put on a show they're saying well that's Quote unquote better dancing in their opinion, Mm -hmm. because part of what they want to see it as this is a performing art is the performance. Now, I agree with you that they're that that underlying a good performance is good technique and they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. But there are judges. This is why the train wrecks are winning is judges are like, Oh, but that was funny or that was crazy or like what Royston was saying about how, you know, the, the almost messed it up. Right, right, and like, oh, but they, they, it was fine at the end, and that's okay, as opposed to the couple that never almost messed it up, right?
0: Right, like you said, you know, when you're diving, you know, if you get a big splash, if everything in the air is great, and then your splash is not so great, you're not getting on the podium, right? We're here in West Coast Swing. You could do 25 turns. If you fall out of the 25th turn and you find find some way to get out of it, the crowd, the, the crowd goes crazy. and, Whoa, yay, yeah, and yeah, yeah. now, you know, um, they place. It just doesn't, it just doesn't seem, you know, uh, logical to me. And here's the thing I would really love a heads up like Dallas dance used to do Dallas dance for champions, Jack and Jill and champions strictly swing. They would say best show wins. Now, if I knew that from the get-go when I go into competition, then I wouldn't be so annoyed when the best show wins and not the best dancing wins. Right. Then I'm already prepared. Yeah. It shouldn't be like uh, um, an unwritten rule that the best show wins, because at some events the best show doesn't win; the best dancing Mm -hmm. wins. You know, and you could have the best show and the best dance in the same dance. Right. That that would be the ideal situation. But I don't want to have to pull, you know, put my roller skates on with my flaming baton and pull a rabbit <laughs> out of my ass to, you know, to be able to place, right. you know, in a Jack and Jill and then, and then have these judges say, we really like good dancing. We really like good dancing. And, I, and I'm like, really? Because that's not what you are rewarded. Right. And I, I'm not just saying in my division. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying in, across you know, the
1: board.
0: Yeah. across the board.
1: Um. So. What's the difference? Is it really between- just the judging panel? The difference between where contests where the good dancing wins versus the show. Oh,
0: God.
1: Is it just the judging panel? Um, is it, is it a mix? So, like, if somebody puts on a show and all the other couples are misfires, well, then the show wins because the others were misfires, right? Like, there was no quote unquote good dancing.
0: I think it's a culmination of too many things. I think you can have a division where. Um, everybody danced amazing and everyone had a good show. So it's clear, you know, one through five can be difficult, but at least everyone had a good dance. We right. can have a division where there were three dances, um, that stood out. Out of those three, one had a good show and the other two were good shows, but really technically amazing. And the one that had a good show, you know, we'll play, it. we'll get first.
1: But why? Um, like, why does that one win?
0: Uh, because I think, I think that judges are influenced by audience. By the audience. I mm-hmm. really believe that. Yeah. I really believe that judges cannot tune out the audience. And if you can't tune out the audience, then you should not be judging. Because yeah. if that's the case, then take the – pull the judges out of it and let's do – the audience becomes the judge. Right. Let's just let them do it. Yeah. Not that I would agree with that because – No. Yeah. Like but the, I'm saying –
1: in, in an ideal world, judges are experts in what they do. So right. they should know more than the masses right. about what is happening – They should be able to see it. They should be able to evaluate it better than the masses.
0: Right. So why would we defer to,
1: it's like saying, well, I could have gone to a doctor, but my friend said I should like pull out my own liver. Like it just, (laughs) why did you go to that guy? He has has no medical training. Right, right. He didn't even major in biology. Like he failed biology, but no, no, but the doc, like, but if the doctor was like, well, but your friend said you should pull out your liver, I guess that's what we should do. Like that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But I I, I I think you're right. And uh, I think Robert talked about this too, that like, yeah, the audience is influencing judges. And it's
0: a huge problem. It's a huge problem. Uh, There there should, you know, the audience should have no say. You could say how much you enjoyed it by clapping and screaming and and all those things, but they should have no say in what your decision is as a judge. None whatsoever. That's why you're the expert and you're sitting there. And they could have thought it was amazing. But you as a judge could think, ah, fourth place, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Right. I've also seen contests where it's almost like in elections when there's too many candidates and, like, the vote is split. Right? right? So, like, judges give first two. Like, we're saying, if there's five good couples, first mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. goes to whatever, you know, it gets spread across the yep. couples,
0: which happens to boogie a couple of times. Yeah. But, yep. And so
1: the couple that maybe isn't the quote unquote best dance wins because of how we do our scoring. Right. right. And like relative placement and all that. Um, I also, this was years ago and it was somebody who I love and adore very much. And I was kind of shocked that this person said this, um, mm-hmm. in a private, but I was talking about my own dance. I'd been off the scene for a few years and came back on and I was like, mm-hmm. I need to update my dance and get back in the game. And this person in a private lesson was saying, you know, the way things have changed and what I used to um, judge on. I find that if I keep judging on it, I'm going to be seen as the judge who's... An outlier? Yeah, outlier out of place, which again Mm -hmm. is why I think it's so dangerous to say like, oh, this judge is different, therefore they're bad. I don't think we should equate those two.
0: Only if they're consistently
1: different. But if they're consistently different because they consistently represent a a viewpoint that's different, I think that's okay. To me, it's a problem when they're different and I'm like, I have no idea what you were seeing. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? If they're so different... And there's no pattern to what what they're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you're consistently just the judge who represents this set of values that others are not seeing, I don't think you should be penalized for that. But this person felt that they needed to adapt their scores to fit in. And part of that was like audience response and show. Oh, boy. Right. And I was like, I died a little inside Mm -hmm. because I was like, yeah, you're a brilliant teacher and judge and Mm -hmm. i respect you because of what you value and i want you to judge based on what you value right right even if it is different from what's out there because honestly what's happening out there is is not a good thing like they are listening to the audience instead of judging their values Mm -hmm. or their conscience
0: well and then what happens is is that um uh, the dancers think that because they were rewarded for it, not because they were rewarded for it because judges agreed with it, but they were rewarded for it because the uh, the audience got into the judge's head. Now these competitors think that it's okay to dance mm-hmm. that way or it's okay, um, to do specific, um, things because it wins. Right. You know, I, I always say I'll, I'll never sacrifice how I feel about the dance and, and my quality of movement in order to get a specific outcome. Right you know what i mean and what makes me mad is i stand behind that and a lot it, there's a, it doesn't get rewarded you know what i mean and right. and then when i when i do something that's not so great and i watch the dance i was like ugh that wasn't even ugh. you know and it and it does better and i'm like what are you guys looking at
1: mm-hmm. or are you
0: just listening to the audience
1: right
0: you know if you can't stand behind your judging then why are you there
1: yeah i agree it also gets me back to what I was saying before about performance management and mm-hmm. the, the way people are evaluated, both the criteria upon which they're evaluated, as well as how that actually shakes out mm-hmm. is what will incentivize their behavior moving forward. Right. Right. And what we're telling people now, if we reward the audience favorite, right. Um, mm-hmm. Is that if you can get the audience to cheer at any cost. That's you right. We'll win. Right, and so that causes this like arms race where people are, are trying harder and harder mm-hmm. to please the audience. Mm-hmm. Um And it's not to say that because Brandy guild was just here in town and saying like, you know, your audience is one of your, like the, the broader audience is one of your audiences, right? It's one of sure. the, because as a performing art, um, I agreed. But the question is to what extent, to your point, like you'll never give up your quality. Right. To get, uh, An audience response. Mm -hmm. And for me, I've noticed in the last few years that the audience response or, or the way to get a big audience response these days is comedy.
0: Yes. And I'm terrible at that, by the way, (laughs) I'm so bad at it. I hate it.
1: Yeah. But I just, it's, it's uh, frustrating to me because one, it's led to all of this pantomiming stuff because, Oh, Oh, they heard the word. Isn't that funny? They acted it out. Um, But also it means that, there are people dancing. This is my kind of pet peeve. Well, one of my many pet peeves. Um, is that I will see a slow romantic song mm-hmm. and I want to see a slow romantic dance between two people. Sure. And they're trying to make the audience laugh.
0: Yeah, it's terrible.
1: And I get if you don't like the song and you know, you think it's cheesy. And so you're playing that up, but a lot of times mm-hmm. people are just like, no, no, I can act out every lyric. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Isn't that funny? And I'm like, mm-hmm. but it's a slow romantic song. Like, make it a slow romantic dance. But right. anyway, I feel like the the rewarding of audience reaction um, is pushing our dance, pushing our competitors to seek that in any mm-hmm. way they can.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that statement.
1: I don't think enough judges realize the impact they have. Or maybe they do and they don't care. I don't know. But we talked about this with Robert. Judging, or judges in general, are really really influential in setting the bar for what quote-unquote good dancing is and what people should aspire to
0: and and judges will complain where the dance is going but it's their fault right it's their fault
1: people can't see me but my arms are very spread right now and i'm leaning forward (laughs) like are you kidding yes
0: yes totally it's totally their fault um the dance is where it's at. They're angry about where the dance is at, but they, they are the ones that pushed it forward to where it's at, you know, right, right now. Cause they didn't stand. They made the um, monster. Right. Fed they the created beast. the monster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I, I look, I'm, I'm not saying that we, we shouldn't allow for creativity or, or things like mm-hmm. that because of course we should. Um, but there are certain things that happen in the dance. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm working my butt off trying to like, you know, have a nice one or or just like be on balance or just something, and and then I see comedy like, you know, like I said, right. roller skates, flaming baton, pull a rabbit out of my ass. Come right. on, even me, like I'm like I, I've I've been guilty of it. I've been like because the the leader puts me into that position, so I have to follow and 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 make the comedy happen. Yeah, you know, and then the dance will do well, and I was like, yep, just pulled a rabbit out of my ass, not like I wanted to but I did. Right. So there's that.
1: And there's, there are people who are winning, Mm -hmm. um, or dances that win Mm -hmm. that, you know, I work with students who compete and they're all like, well, why do I have to work on my footwork? So-and-so always wins and they don't have footwork. Right. So again, setting the bar, um, to your point, like you're working on having good quality of movement as mm-hmm. the foundation of whatever performance you create. Mm-hmm. Um, and other people are like, well, can I just skip that part? Because if I can just create a good show, I can win. Right. And it erodes the quality of our dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm going to quote Brandy one more time. Um, but she once said that she tells people they won in spite of, Right. This quality, not because of it.
0: Right. I've heard her say that as well.
1: Right. And I I use that with my students. I'm like, yes, so-and-so wins. They're winning in spite of their footwork. There's no, there's no judge or champion that's saying, wow, they have great footwork. Right. right. And they're saying they need to work on that, but also that was a better dance.
0: Right. And how do we, how do we, um, like outside looking in, say like a ballroom couple, you know, would look into you know watch our dance and, mm-hmm. and not watch the professionals just watch like the masses do it they laugh at us yeah they would think we're ridiculous mm-hmm. um and that's not what we want we want our dance to be something um that people go wow i want to do that or and there are people that say that but i'm sure. saying there are people that look at our dance from the outside looking in and they're like oh god they're not even serious and mm-hmm. how could we be like they see people with ripped jeans on or shorts yeah. you know in a competition and we want to bring this dance you know to the masses how can we if we have things like this happen like right. no one's going to take us seriously and we want to be taken seriously yeah i mean i take it seriously mm-hmm. you know what i mean i take dancing seriously in general this is why i tell my students i'm like don't just do west coast swing like, go take another type of dance, ballet, tap, jazz, hip-hop, ballroom, Latin, I don't care, smooth, American rhythm, doesn't matter. Taekwondo, you know, ha- Haikido, some type of body, something, to help you get body awareness and learn and move more and, and, and uh, get a sense of self. Right.
1: Yeah, and for me, I don't understand why people need that. Why they need to sacrifice quality for this show piece? Because to me, and maybe I'm just conservative in this way, but like mm-hmm. for me, a really good, clean, connected dance with yep. like partnered subtle, even if it's subtle partnered musicality without acting out lyrics, without drops and flips and, you know, sparkles. Um, right. Is great dancing. It makes me feel something. It makes me inspired um, to watch that. Like I'm, I was just thinking of one of the dances I watched with you and Robert. Um, right. And it was just like you two full of emotion partnered together and dancing to the music. No, mm-hmm. no games or gimmicks. And that to me is like, those are the dances where I'm like, yes, like it really gets me deep inside.
0: Right. And makes sure. me
1: want to get up and dance with, you know, it, it inspires totally me, right. motivates me. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to instill in like my students as best I can, that th- the power of that, mm-hmm. right, that if you can really raise your game, and you raise your quality of movement so that you can have a better partnership, that you can create that magic without sacrificing anything. Right, I agree. I really wish to see more of that. I mean my favorite routines, I think of like some of my favorite routines and it's just good. I was just talking this weekend about um uh Jason Colosino and Katie Boyle's Oh my routine god, so to, good. I mean all of them are good, but Soul Serenade. Right. is like oh one of my, my god. all-time favorites. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. It's
1: just beautiful pure dancing. Um and I wish I wish that was getting rewarded. Was more. it
0: Soul Serenade?
1: Yeah, with the black dress. It was a Jeff Golube version of Soul Serenade. Yeah, it was Jeff Golub's like didn't, instrumental didn't, version.
0: Didn't Ronnie and Brandy do Soul Serenade? They did. Okay, a so different I'm not going version. Crazy. I think. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going crazy.
1: Correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Whoa. So, yeah. getting back to judging, um, knowing that things have kind of gone awry these days, and we've identified mm-hmm. some of the problems. Right, there are judges mm-hmm. who are biased. There are judges who aren't trained. There's no oversight of judges mm-hmm. um, what would you what would you like to see change like what are what are some things we can do as a community as event directors as professionals to start moving the needle if not revolutionize judging
0: well i think i think that we should find some way to um to certify judging without it Overstandardizing the dance, Agreed. right? So that it doesn't look like, you know, ballroom and Latin and all that stuff. Um, I think that's, that's one thing. Um, I think, uh, two, keeping judges accountable, having their names by their scores Agreed. will, will make them, I think would make them be more aware of how they judge because now they have to stand behind it. Right now they're hiding. Yeah. Um, so I think, that would, um, help. Whose, uh, whose decision is that? Is that the event
1: directors, uh, to, re- to release the names?
0: Well, well, they re- they all release the names at the event.
1: Correct. But then they don't after at, like you have that limited one hour, two hour right. window, and then it's hidden. Mm-hmm. So whose choice is it to say when we post um, scores online, we're going to release the names and the scores.
0: Well, everyone uses the same. Sc- well, most of them use the same scoring system, which is StepRight Solutions. But
1: is it their decision?
0: Um, so I don't know if it's theirs exactly. I'm sure it's event director plus, you know the the um, chief judge. The chief judge that decides. But if you go to StepRight Solutions, every event that uses them, when you go online, no, no, nope, right. no, nope they
1: they have an al- algorithm to randomly scramble it. Correct. So that there's not even the ju- the scores aren't even lined up in columns. Correct.
0: Yeah. Correct. Um, and I, I spoke to Mark Slater um about this mm-hmm. and uh he said he's that they're 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 talking about it about finally, you know, releasing uh judges' names on 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 the online program because it's important. Yes. If you if you if you're gonna judge and you can't stand behind your score and explain why you put somebody somewhere, right. first of all, then how can you be accountable, but also, what if a competitor wants to fight? Wants to know why a, a judge keeps putting them in a specific um, uh, placement? What if they didn't go and look at the scores right after on Sunday at an event, and they just mm-hmm. they waited because they just just you know want, had other things to do, and now they go online and they look at scores, and now they don't know which judge gave them what. Right? Like you know, which judge gave me fifth place, and why did they give me fifth place? You know, mm-hmm. I need to know so I can. You know, improve on my dancing and such. So I think right. that's that's a change um, that needs to happen. Um, you know, I think right. Uh, I think another change you know that needs to happen is that you know we can't we can't you know make rules you know apply to certain people and not to others. Mm-hmm. They have to apply to everyone, um, and that's it. That. Yeah. And I al- I also think. I do realize because, you know, I've run in events as well. There are event directors who hire their professionals and hire a head judge and the event directors place the professionals on what to judge. And I don't think that's okay. Mm-hmm. I hire a head judge. I hire my professionals. I give my professional lists to my head judge and I tell him or her, whoever's hired, put them where you think. They should Mm -hmm. judge because I believe that they know exactly. That's why I hired them.
1: Right.
0: So I know exactly what, because I know that they're good at what they do. So I think a little bit of micromanaging should go away as well. If you don't, if you think that you need to tell, you know, the head judge who should be judging what, then you you have the wrong head judge then. Right. Or you just like to micromanage. Also a possibility. Right. (laughs) For better or worse. So I think that needs to go away.
1: Yeah. And I, I do think, um, head judges, chief judges need to be more mindful of who they're putting on panels for what. Right. You know, ensuring people to your point that I, I think we should be hiring chief judges or head judges who are thoughtful about how they put together a panel for different events. So like, again, mixing roles uh, in prelims, um, having people qualified for the division they are judging. Mm-hmm. Uh, just had a conversation about with a champion who wasn't thrilled that like, an advanced all-star was judging champions, right? Like somebody who hasn't mm-hmm. proven themselves as a judge or a competitor. Um, so making sure that people are qualified, certainly routine divisions. I know I still don't, I'm still not hundred percent comfortable judging routines. Like I would take myself off of that panel, but head judges should find people who to your point, like can watch a showcase routine and know if it really was a difficult lift or not. Right. Right. Um, they should be experienced enough to, to judge that division. Um, so yeah, I think head judges and chief judges have a role to play in that certainly event directors in terms of who they hire and put on their judging panel. I know we've talked about this, but event directors will sometimes just hire somebody cause they're a cheap judge who can do a couple of, you know, workshops, um, instead of hiring somebody who's an experienced qualified judge. And of course, it would be easier to estimate that if, to your point, there was some sort of standardization, or sorry, not standardization, certification, or, you know, I agree with you. It's not about what you're judging, it's about how you judge, right? So you're training somebody on the skills of judging without dictating to them what they should be, what specifically they're looking for. Correct. Um, So it's not standardized like ballroom, but you have the skills we talked about in terms of diagnosis, quick decision making, understanding your biases, um, all of that stuff. Um,
0: And also, too, I think it's important for like, if you know that you have a specific bias, if you know and you're aware of it, then as a judge, you need to recuse yourself. Mm
1: -hmm. You
0: need to pull yourself off a panel.
1: And can we make sure that um, judges are not judging their partner or significant other in divisions? or their child How or they do not have a bias there?
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree <laughs> with that.
1: Um, they they should totally recu- that. recuse themselves. But like, let's not put them in the position where somebody's going to question their decisions because of their relationship to
0: yeah, their competitors, especially as, as a head judge and, and an event director. You should never put your professionals or your judges in a position of air of impropriety. Correct. Don't get don't give anybody that fodder at all. Right. And 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 if you see that, I, I don't understand how there are some people that judge their significant other or their uh, child or their, you know, partner, and they don't think it's okay, you know, right. that they should recuse themselves. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah, I agree.
1: Well, and until some of these things happen, mm-hmm. I hope people are more cognizant of the challenges of judging. Um, both from the judge's perspective, it can be challenging as well as from a competitor standpoint, knowing that not all judging is the same in quality and mm-hmm. it will affect the outcome. And, you know, thinking more about how judge. Okay. Okay. So we're going to pause right there because a spider just descended. It's descending in front of my face and it almost descended on my head. And I'm a slight arachnophobe. It's right here in front I, of my face. Oh,
0: oh, oh, get it, get it, get I'm it! I'm gonna
1: get it. I'm gonna
0: get Oh, it's right there.
1: Oh, oh, oh! He's going back up. Just kidding. Got him. Okay. So where was I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was freaky. Just descended right from my light over my head. Um, all right. Um, but yeah, I hope people are mindful of how judging is impacting our scene um, and not so dependent on the outcome of competitions for either their own happiness or their own progress. Um, I hope people are more, uh, just mindful of the whole system, you know, that they pursue their path in the way that's best for them, irrespective of the outcome of competitions. I think we put way too much weight on the outcome of competitions and on scores, and I hope if anything, this conversation makes some people question how much weight they put on that. I'm not saying mm-hmm. scores or competitions are irrelevant, but I I think it's so important that people have their own metrics of success um, independent of the outcome of competitions. I agree. And what good dancing is, irrespective of what they see in competition. Sometimes mm-hmm. my favorite dance is the third, fourth, fifth place dance.
0: Me too, me too, me too. Lots of me times too.
1: that's the case. Yeah, more so- often than that. And, and and it's fine that judges put it there. Well, I don't agree that they put, should put the other dances above it, but whatever. It is what it is, and I still have what I, I think is important and what I value. And I hope other people do the same, that they figure out what's important to them and what they value, mm-hmm. irrespective of what happens in competition.
0: And I'm sure we'll revisit uh, judging again. Yes. Because there are so many things that I'm sure um, we didn't touch uh base
1: on. Um, And we'll be having other guests in the future who are judges and have opinions on judging and
0: head um, judges as well. We'll have for sure.
1: Yes. And I'd like to continue this conversation with them because it it is a serious problem. um, Yes. And it has a huge impact on the dance. And it's something that we need to keep talking about until something changes. Correct. You can find Deborah and me online at the naked truth. WCS.com. If you'd like to send us a message, you can send us an email through there. You can also leave comments on the the post there where we post our, our podcast for the week. Um, share your thoughts with us. We want to hear from you. You can also reach us through Facebook, Twitter, where our handle is at Naked Truth WCS. And you can follow us on Instagram where we are at The Naked Truth WCS. Go ahead and like us, follow us, share us. And you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a number of other podcast hosting platforms. I'm trying to make sure that we are on all the platforms. So far, so good. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could take a moment to leave us a review on Facebook. And if you are an iTunes user, please rate us and give us a review over on iTunes. It helps us get noticed, and it makes us feel good to know that you enjoy the show.
0: Correct. Thank you so
1: much for joining us. My name is Eric.
0: And I'm Deborah. And, and that's, that's the, the naked, naked truth. truth. It was a good talk.
1: It was a great talk. We always have good chats, don't we? We do. Not gonna <laughs> lie. Even though a spider <laughs> tried to attack my head. It was a great conversation. I feel bad killing him, but not really. <laughs> Look, I, the spiders kill the other bugs that come in here, so I'm grateful. But also, this is my home. I didn't go into your home.
0: No, you're I'm right. Eager. Bugs. I agree.
1: Anyway, so much for being an environmentalist. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> kill the bugs. It's one thing if I'm like out in the jungle, you know, and I've been in like Costa Rica, Panama, Mexico. I'm like, okay, Well, you supposed to see I'm them? In, yeah, I'm in your home, so I res- I'm very respectful. I get it. But now you're in my home.